the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti, coming to you this week from the Spot Track Home Office. It's presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about finances and wealth, how to deal with fines, how to deal with signing bonuses. <laughs> That's important to today's show. Learn yeah. more. Hang on, hang on one second, Paul. Learn more. Visit MorganStanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Gotta I was just going to no, I, I was just gonna say that if this were, you know, not uh, maybe a few years ago, the Spot Track main office would have like tickers going and <laughs> things clattering and bells and whistles going off when contracts get signed. That That's the thing we miss in the era that we live in now. <laughs> All it is is bing pops up on the computer now, right? <laughs> well, Mike's the one putting it up there on the computer. That's true. Um, and the team behind the scenes here. All right, listen, we have to talk about Antonio Brown. Let's talk some crazy. This is uh, funny. When he was released, Paul immediately texted both of us and said, how, t- how soon till he's a Patriot? Yeah. And, didn't realize uh, it would be four hours. Right, exactly. Right? And just, you know, incredibly and not surprisingly, he's on the New England Patriots. Yeah. He, this... Um, the, you know what what occurred all through training camp the you know the frozen feet the helmet issue which seemed uh, ridiculous something tells me there's going to be no issue with the patriots helmet uh, logo on it um and then the fight with mayock and I'm, I'm, you know, the incident whatever I, mean, I don't mean physical fight but uh, the fight with mayock and and the the coup d'etat was the well produced i mean that was <laughs> Uh, Supposedly, you know, he had social media experts guiding him through. Did you see that? Yeah, he didn't do it. No, someone. Pre- I'm well, telling of course, you. but apparently, he, yeah. he Chris, I think it was Chris Morton that reported he it consulted with social media experts for to find out the best way to force himself out. That's why he posted the fine letter. That was where yes. the video came from. I assume that led to the recording of the phone conversation. Uh, it was it was incredible. And um, I just want to know how do you get around uh, state and federal wiretap laws to record that conversation? And and then post it online. I mean, you're not allowed to record. There's a claim that Gruden said it was okay to use. He, he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that, but isn't Mayhack on there too? No. No. Just Gruden. It was just Gruden. Okay. It was just Gruden. It's still crazy. This is crazy talk. Was it? Well, hold on. Is it crazy or is this brilliant by? <laughs> hold, no, I, 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 I know where you're going. Question. I know where you're brilliant going. Brilliant by a player who wants to control where he plays. That's got to be the end game, right? That's right. got to be what we were looking at here. Was a guy who saw what he saw in, in Oakland, didn't like it, didn't care that thirty million was on the line, and got the hell out of there, right? <laughs> he knew, and we had his agent on the show. Yeah, uh, he and his agent knew someone was going to pay for him. They knew the Patriots were interested in him. They tried to trade for him in the off season, and when the the Super Bowl champions and the greatest quarterback wants you as a receiver, how do I get there? Right? He got traded to Oakland. If he's going to be stuck there, he's going to be paid. But he somehow, and I don't know who told him, or if he came up with it on his own, which is certainly possible, but he came up with a plan to get out, and it worked. I got two questions. Number one, why did he have to leave? Clearly, that's not a terrible team. Correct. <laughs> you, yes. I mean, anybody right. watch the game, that's yeah. not a terrible team. Yeah, and he certainly had someone who was willing to enable him there. Agreed. He's the clear number one option in, for, in the entire offense. Right. I mean, he's yeah, the guy. There's of course. No, you can't have that argument. He's the guy. And number two, why did Oakland release him? Yeah. Why, why did, why did, why did Oakland down. grant him this wish? Because they could have 
put him on the suspended list. Yeah. And basically said, you're not playing for anybody this That's year. That's right. Like some, when somebody retires, yeah. The only reason I could see that, that they didn't do that was because it's bad marketing to future free agents and players. I don't buy that. Look at this guy's an anomaly, though. Yeah. He's an, he, I don't buy it. I, I just don't buy it, Kevin. Free agents, future free agents okay. are determined by how much money and playing time you're going to offer. All right. How, how often do teams not ask for signing bonus money back? Uh, sure. Is, you know, with Andrew Luck, right? I mean, now they retain his rights, but um, financially, they had every right to regain, was it $9 million? Uh, Antonio? No, no. I'm talking Andrew about Luck. Luck. I'm okay. just saying, like, teams. Oh, they, 20, they, 24 million. Right, yeah. <laughs> they, they let players keep bonuses because it's just good business. Like, oh, look, they took care of the player. Um, I'm just thinking, like, you know what? We don't want to deal with this distraction anymore. We don't want to deal with the questions. But it, it it does it doesn't look like great business no. as far as hey how do you let a team in your own conference get a player that you gave up a third round pick for two picks right but I'm just brought him in for a summer right and ran him into the ground essentially unless in, in and unless this was all so incredibly calculated and and I was thinking about this whole thing because I knew we were going to talk about it today I mean this is unprecedented I don't think any of us have seen anything in our lifetime that the way this thing all fell out which makes you want to say well it, did it all happen coincidentally or was there a master plan in all this um, and and did did Antonio Brown turn up the heat so much where the, it got to the point where the Raiders might have said, F you, we're going to put you on the suspended list so you can't play for anybody, or we just have to cleanse ourselves of this incredible daily, hourly nightmare, which is exactly what Antonio wanted. I mean, again, there were a lot of opportunities for the Raiders to really screw Antonio Brown equally to the way he kind of did to them, and they didn't. So why? That's to Mike's question. Is it because they're like, just get this guy yeah. out. It was, time, it was time to play football. I mean, that's the answer. We just have to get rid of this now so that we can go play 16 games. Uh, it's unprecedented for the NFL, but isn't this exactly what Jimmy Butler did in the NBA with yeah, the Minnesota but, Timberwolves? But not not, not yes. to the oh, nasty no. level. Uh, to some degree. Yeah. He, he, did, he, he got in nasty with his coach. He got in nasty teammates. with the front office. He basically said, you know, I'm done here. He sat down on pra- at practices and just watched. I mean, he was pretty nasty, okay. and he no, got himself right. traded out of there to Philly. So, I there is a new precedence in sports. I mean, this player centric era you is here now, don't you? Yeah, I mean, look at Paul George. I mean, it, nothing. Got, we don't think anything got negative there. It was just trade me, and he, they did. You know. You know, and here's the here's the upshot in all this. And I know that before we transition into talking about the Patriots, I know there's been you know some outcry about you know why would anybody pick him up after all this. Why? Oh, that, Why that, that was the funniest tweet I saw right. immediately. And, 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 <laughs> He's never going to play again. Well, that's sure. The thing, and, and people are crazy. It, it, it Talent overcomes everything. Um, the Seahawks apparently were aggressively pursuing him. There were probably other teams. We know the Bills wanted him back then when all the stories that have now come out about what he was doing in Pittsburgh, they had to have known about it. Talent overcomes all. So my advice to anybody listening to this is anytime you hear your team's coach or general manager talk about character, know they're just blatantly lying to you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's about winning. It's a business of winning. And yeah, there's no question that, that he's going to be picked up. I, the tweets about Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. um, this is by people that I respect. I was stunned yes. that the knee jerk reaction, people that should know better, um, 
Listen, when you're about to tweet something, this is just an advice in general in life. If you're gonna if you're gonna tweet something that you feel like, ah, I gotta say this, step back, give yourself twenty minutes, and then go back and think, am I gonna tweet it again? Because <laughs> there's some of these people like, you know, they just they need the attention. They're putting stuff out there. Um, Super Bowl winning people putting stuff out there, and I'm thinking well, you're naive to think that no other team is going to pick this guy up. I mean, this is this was he is free now to choose where he wants to go, and that's why he'll buy in. Look, we had we had Rosenhaus on here a couple of weeks ago, and I think we all pretty much had the same takeaway, which was this guy is smarter than all He's of us a combined. Genius. A all right, genius. He's been doing this for 30 years. He knows exactly what's going on. I'm not going to say he orchestrated this, but at some point in this process, he understood what was happening and got involved and said, all right, here's the way this is going to end up, right? I mean, there's no question this was, the, the, the tail end of this was orchestrated exactly rightly. Otherwise, this isn't a four-hour transaction, which is what it well, was. And, and let's let's look at this, um, and, and we'll get in the money here in a second, yeah. um, on what is gone and what is ahead for Antonio Brown. But, and we've talked about this before on the show too, when you, your team signs players, it's like planning a vacation, right? It's, it's more exciting than the actual vacation. And I have to think for Antonio Brown, uh, maybe that was too, like, hey, you're getting traded to the Raiders. They want to guarantee you $30 million. Oh, All right. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That's all exciting. I'm going to be a Raider, you know, the, Ra- you know, the, 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 Ra- the Raider Black, Raider Nation. And then he gets in there and, you know, yeah, maybe what? just. What was so well, What did they do? They I, no, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, you know, maybe he got in there and just was like, I don't want to play for this guy. It's a player-centric era, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Gruden seems like a player's guy. You don't want to play right? for a guy that was continually I, sticking up for you. Kevin, to your point, there was a great article, I and I think it was Charles Robinson at Yahoo.com who wrote about the, the what happened with the Steelers, the yeah. stories that had come out from the Steelers. One in particular about he had signed his first big contract, showed up at practice that day, and was just out of control to the point where he got into an argument with Dick LeBeau, which prompted Troy Polamalu, who the witnesses said got angry twice in his entire life, and one of them was that day, and Antonio Brown basically went to the to LeBeau and Tomlin and said, we're live hitting today, and then just went after him the whole time. So this stuff has been going on in Pittsburgh forever, and they just did a great job of covering it up. Matter of fact, you read this article and you kind of think to yourself, why would he have ever wanted to leave there? They were letting him do everything he wanted to do and enabling him and covering him up, and then what he did was pushed it too far to the point where they had to get rid of him. So... This is not anything new. This is behavior that has gone on with him for his entire career. Um, and and as we transition to the New England part, I'll get to my point on this later. Why does anybody think it's going to stop now? Great question, right? I was thinking about that, too. Like, he's going to the team that doesn't seem to put up with shenanigans. Nope. However, they do. And Tom Brady, right, had his, had his own guy for years, Right. Had his own separate trainer there with the masseuse and all these things that he did separate from the team because he wins. Sure. Right. Uh, listen, Gronk, um, a great player, a great personality too. Gronk got, was allowed to be Gronk in New England. They brought Randy Moss in. Remember when they brought Randy Moss in? Yeah, I, here? I know right? that's the but, easy comparison. But Anton, Antonio Brown makes Randy Moss look like a choir Absolutely. boy, right? Totally. So I'm just saying, like, they know how to deal with personalities because of talent, and that's why it's going to work. Mike, uh, money-wise, mm-hmm. what? let's talk about the money that Antonio Brown got from the Raiders, 
gave back sure. to the Raiders, is not going to get with the Raiders, and then what's the money with the Patriots? All right, so we're talking about $29.125 million voided from Oakland. All right, that's the two years of salary that was voided. Um, we don't. What we don't know is is Drew Rosenhaus going to go and try to get that money, right? Is he going to try to file a you know an order with the NFLPA to Oakland to say you didn't have grounds to void when you released us? You know that money's owed to us. So th- there's still there's still you know some drama down the road if Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown want to take that route. I'm not sure. Um, and, and quite frankly, here's why: that money contained offsets, and what we know about offsets is. You get released somewhere where you had guaranteed money. If you go and sign somewhere else, the difference gets taken out, right? So what we do know is Antonio Brown's getting $10 million from the Patriots. All right, That's, that's, that's guaranteed? Yeah, that's a $9 million sign bonus and a $1 million base salary. That's his. From there, it's incentive-based. It can get up to 15. So he was set to make 15.125 in, in Oakland this year. So essentially, if everything plays out in New England as it should, and he's a, you know, I'm not sure he can get the, the incentives. We'll talk about him, but I think it's a one year deal. We'll get to that too. Okay. <laughs> uh, essentially, there's an ability for 2019 to be a wash financially, right? 15 out of Oakland comes becomes 15 in New England. It's the second year that where, where a lot of people have a lot of trouble. Um, that's where the guarantee's gone right now. Now, New England has done this maybe three or four times, notably with Darrell Rebus. This is their brilliant little loophole contract that they can do with with, with a one-year deal with the numbers I just talked about. He can get $1 million base, $9 million signing bonus, $500,000 in per-game active bonuses, and then $4.5 million in not-likely incentives, which are pretty crazy. It's like 1,300 yards receiving, 16 mm-hmm. touchdowns, 100 catches, I believe, 106 catches. Uh, he's not going to get those. No, not and, in New England. And, and I'm going to save that point for, for a second, but he's not going to get those there. Um, so that's four and a half million he's probably not going to make. Then there's a $20 million option in 2020. It's a club option. It's a real option. It's not one of those vo- you know automatically voidable things. It's a real option. Um, allows the signing bonus, the pro rate. So his cap hits only like 5.9 million this year, which is unbelievable, of course. Um, the, here's the deal, though. He's not making 20 million next year, right? If they like him, they'll decline it and, re- and redo his contract. If they don't like him, they'll decline it. He'll walk. The Patriots get a comp- compensatory draft pick. <laughs> so, so they get a, they get Antonio Brown for a year. They get to they get to move the cap over two years. So he's less than six million in cap this year. They decline the option. They get a compensatory draft pick next year, and everybody wins. Pretty awesome. Here's, huh? But I, I mentioned that he's not going to make those incentives in New England. And that's the point I was making with Oakland. He was going to be the guy. Right. He was going to have fifteen hundred yards, hundred catches, maybe 10, 10, 12 touchdowns. There's no chance in New England, and that. That's the personality that I'm worried about. And that's right. That's I'm not worried about his off the field stuff or the social media stuff in New England because they will temper that. They've done a nice job with that. It's when he gets on the field and he's getting targeted four times a game because that's what they do. And in some games, he might not get targeted at all. I mean, there's going to be games where Shoney Michelle doesn't touch the ball. He'll be a decoy in some game plans. Look at that's just how they operate. They're a week to week offensive scheming team. All right. So here, so you just you laid it out there, and I want to say something. You guys can tell me I'm nuts or not. I thought about this. I give it. 60 40 that he is still a patriot by october 15th oh wow outright release or a trade no i just think he is going to burn the bridge because he that's who he is and and again we all know the dynamic of the patriots and we all know that part of the reason why they've had some success 
with questionable characters is because those guys understand where they are and who they and who they're with. And they will. Randy Moss, I think, is the prime example of this is my last chance. And look where I am and look who I'm playing with. If I want to change my legacy and my career, I'm going to start to behave. And I and you've seen that with Corey Dillon and you haven't seen it with guys like Hainsworth and a few other people the Patriots have signed. I just don't know that Antonio Brown is capable of that. We've never seen any evidence of him being capable of towing the line. And I think that, again, why the Patriots can do this is because they will have they will uh, make the same unemotional decision to release him that they did to sign him because that's who the Patriots are. Clearly, they don't need him. We saw that. We've seen that over the last 18 years, and we saw that on Sunday night. So that's why the Patriots can always do this because they don't care if they have to get rid of it and admit a mistake. And then the player knows this is about your last chance, dude. Show up to meetings early. Do what you need to do. Don't complain and and about being a decoy in the game plan because you'll get your chance. That's how the Patriots operate. I just don't think Antonio Brown is capable <laughs> of doing any and all of that, well, uh, which is why yeah. I don't think he. there's a chance, almost a, a 50% chance he's not there in a month and a half. I think the chances are greater uh, that he's there than 60-40. Um, you know, I think he plays there this year. Because he he has a chance to win a Super Bowl yeah. uh, with the Patriots, uh, but you know the Patriots are allowed to do this for uh, one reason and one reason only because they're champions, yeah. right? And they've won so much. It, when they go, when Bill Belichick goes to the uh, betting window at uh, the Kentucky Derby, he doesn't bet the horse to show; he bets to win. Right, and if it doesn't come in to win. So be it, because I've got enough money in the bank to, you know, not care. But if it wins, it just adds to his, you know, adds to his wealth. So that's how I think they look at it. With this, like, look at, we can get uh, the guy who's uh, one of the top receivers in the NFL for basically nothing. Yeah, well, they, they pay some cash, but we've got the cash to burn because Gronk's not playing. Yeah, right. Well, and, and you wonder if if Gronk was going to come back, do they even make this move? Right. No question. Right. Let, 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 let me. I hadn't thought about that. Let me right. split your difference a little bit here. Um, I wonder I wonder if Sunday's game had them worried a little bit. Did, did it have you worried? Why? It, because the chemistry was dead on with all of those receivers, yeah. especially Philip Dorsett, who I think maybe yeah. they didn't they didn't know how, how many far times have I sat come. in this room with the two of you and 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 one of you will say, I don't have any receivers or they don't have an offensive oh, no, line. Yeah, and no. I tell you it just doesn't matter. Sure. It I'm, doesn't matter. Look, Dorsett got hurt and Gordon obviously got suspended again. Otherwise I think we're seeing this version of them last year. So they're a year ahead essentially, but I wonder if they're now they're worried about the chemistry. Right? They because have now to you're be gonna worried. throw even if they throw this guy into the mix fifteen percent of the times they're, they're still jarring with that chemistry that clearly clicked in week one. I just wonder if they're regretting it a little which, bit, maybe which a little is bit. Which why there will be no hesitancy to get rid of him. Yeah. Because if he comes in and the one thing Belichick fears him. he can do, that, that Brown will do is mess with their chemistry, he's gone. Yeah. He's out. Well, the, the other thing they know is, yeah, that's week one. Yeah. Right. They, they know they need star players after Thanksgiving. Sure. Right? So... Um, and teams will figure stuff out. Dolphins might not figure it out this week. They play the Patriots. <laughs> Other teams. As 18-point underdogs. Right. Other teams may figure this thing out. 
They didn't have tight their tight ends. Oh, by the way, they right? get those guys in three weeks. Right, they get those guys. <laughs> They're starting in three tight weeks. end. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Listen, it's admirable. It's fascinating. Without Tom Brady, I don't think they do any of it. What if they bought AB just to flip him? And he winds up in San Francisco in five weeks, like we all thought he was going to eventually anyway. Like once, once again, it would be another example of the Patriots four steps ahead of the rest of yeah. the NFL. Wouldn't that be, I mean, it's not crazy. It's not. No, Because if everything not. we just said is right, and they like their wide receiver core anyway, they move him. Yep. Somebody takes him. He's got a $1 million salary. It's the most tradable contract in football. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just shows are brilliant in how they do things uh-huh. uh, here for Antonio Brown. So that was the, that dominated the news, but there were contracts that frankly were signed right after, oh, like a day after. The Julio we, Jones happened like five minutes after you got released. Right. So Julio Jones, that contract yeah. uh, happens, big money. We had uh, Zeke get his contract in Dallas. Let's talk Zeke a little bit here. Let's let's break down and Zeke. Goff, the other big one. Yeah, I, I don't have full details on Goff and on Julio, but I've got enough to talk about with them for sure. But Zeke's deal is fun. Um, look, at he's, nobody can say that this, you know, and can, you, can you explain one thing real quick so yeah. people listening say, well, how do, how do you not have the details on these things? Yeah. No, I'm just so you can explain. Oh, the NFLPA yeah. really doesn't even get them <laughs> recorded, you know, on a timely manner, almost never. So we're we're working with with sources to try to figure out the intricacies. And even with the Tyreek Hill stuff, um, that's going to take a few more days to come up because the Tyreek Hill contract sounds like it's crazy complicated. Meaning he's going to get to cover them in a case, couple guaranteed yeah. in March, a little bit guaranteed in August. It's a behaviorally related yeah. Yeah. Uh, guarantees. It's right? going to ha- it's going to be a month to month kind of thing with him, which makes a lot of sense. Not to sure. mention per game active bonuses and all that stuff. Uh, let's get to Zeke though. Here's what here's the number one thing I want to say about Zeke's contract. This wasn't a holdout. This was I'm not pl- I'm not practicing and I'm not going to preseason. The, the timing of this was so perfect, right? It was just so perfect. It was exactly where it needed to be to get him ready for week one. I love Bruce Smith back. That's it. That's all this was. It's I'm going to Cabo. You guys figure out your, you know, the rest of the, yeah. what I'll you got to figure out. Right. I'm ready. He was ready, by yes, the way. He was. And I don't need the wear and tear on my legs. I don't need any hits. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. I, I bet his agent just kind of sat in a room, you know, for, for that Thursday and Friday leading up to week one. Already knew what had to get done and just had to get Jerry on board. And eventually Jerry caved, right? But this, was, this wasn't this was a holdout. This was just a holdover is all this was. Because <laughs> this deal's perfect. This deal, it, it's not, look, it's not going to reset the running back market. Let's make this clear. All right, Melvin Gordon's not getting paid tomorrow. I mean, there's nothing more obvious than that after week one. But this is, this, this is evidence now that there's going to be a bigger gap, right? You're going to have three or four running backs in the league who are just worthy of getting paid and nobody else is going to and that's just life that's life in the nfl right now saquon's going to get his payday when that whenever that has to come okay maybe kamara i'm not sure he's sort of he's in the middle for me right now still even though he's a heck of a player but zeke was worthy he has always been worthy and this is a this is a legitimate contract this isn't a running back contract this is a three-year guarantee this is very player friendly for three years but look he was under contract for two more already so so when you're talking about a three-year guarantee, we're talking about a one-year extension here, essentially, when, you, when it comes to practical matters. So, so they ripped up the old contract and gave him this. So what, they did, but but the first year isn't, isn't anything to, to write home about. He's only making about $9 million cash, all right? I mean, the cap hits $6 million, which is obviously Dallas-friendly, and it's going to allow them to get Dak done in a couple of days here. But this is friendly for the Cowboys in year one. There's a big payday in year two. That's just how Dallas does it. You get a little signing bonus now. You get a bigger signing bonus in year two. 
and that's how they keep the, the cap spread out. So there is a little bit of dead cap down the ways. I think he sticks for four years on this contract. Here's the good thing, and this is something I never say. You guys know that. When you're this, when you're this running back, when you're Saquon, when you're, when you're uh, Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott, the more years you can get, the better. And yet, you know, that's everything against what I usually say, right? right? I'm, I'm yes. talking about, you know, I love the Tyreek Hill three-year contract and the Antonio Brown three-year contract and the Julio Jones three-year contract. Not this guy. Because this guy's got to have something on paper right now just in case. Like, what if when he's 28 and, and I say his potential out is 27 years old, but what if when he's 28, he's still doing this? And he's still, I mean, then, you know, he's going, he's got five more years left on this contract at that point. Okay, so you want to be under contract. You want to have term when you're a running back. You don't want to be expiring essentially because then you're you're expiring. <laughs> exactly. Yes, right. Exactly. The point is when you're when you're approaching 27, if your contract is two, you're yeah. probably going to be moved on for 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 a, a draft pick at that point. He's under contract through 31 years old, and that's a big deal because this is a guy who I think might be durable enough to make it to 29 to 30. So it's a strong enough contract to last if it needs to, but it's a three, it's a three to four year contract if Dallas needs to get out. So I like it for both sides. It's a, it's a good win for, like I said, these upper echelon running backs that are, are going to get paid. And what's the guaranteed cash for Zeke? Yeah, it's twenty eight million to start, but he's going to get fifty. He's going to see four through four for fifty out of this deal, I believe, which is plenty of money for a guy like this. It's uh, it's the right number. He set all the all the marks. I mean, he's the highest average paid running back in history. He everything that needed to be accomplished, I think he got to. Um, and it didn't really, you know, bust Dallas, Dallas's bank too much like Dak's going to. <laughs> right. Now, let's talk about Dak Prescott. Um, I believe I said in the show he will get his cash. Yeah. And he played like a guy who um, was is going to get paid. Maybe he's had a little chip on his shoulder that he hadn't been paid before that start. I saw a lot of smart man, people. He looked pretty good. I saw a lot of smart people, you know, quickly come out and say, you know, you know, Dak's one good game isn't going to get him paid. No. But Dak, Dak playing that game in the midst of not being paid says a lot about who he is. Do you know what I mean about yes, that? Yeah. It, it's, he's able to put that. He's got on you. He's got the, the type of focus you need to say, all right, that's something else. That's the, the money stuff is for later right now. It's football time. There's not a lot of guys who can do that. We've seen a lot of times where the contract has gotten involved in a player's ability to go out there and perform. Clearly that wasn't the case with Dak Prescott. And that to me, that pushes him to the upper echelon now. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's if he's a 35 million plus quarterback and he's the highest average paid guy in the league. Yeah, but that that, that one game, every Dallas fan yeah. is saying, "Pay him." Oh, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. and again, that's the that's the mistake that of of the opening week because he goes out and throws two picks next week. Yeah. You know, should you yeah. have? Do you what? But th that's going to happen. Listen, I'm I'm talking about the fans' perspective here, right? Um, I'll just look at our team here in town that we're at Buffalo. I'm at a. Uh, a uh, big kickoff party, and everybody wanted Josh Allen benched after the first quarter. <laughs> and I kept saying, look at this guy's a home run hitter, right? I mean, he strikes out three times but hits a home run to win the game. It's all good. And what did he do? He hit the home run to win the game. Sure did. Um, so, uh, like, you got to be patient uh, with quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. And that's just how – but fans, the, the knee-jerk reactions pay him the next day. But to Mike's point – They've been talking like this isn't this isn't gonna be, oh well yeah. we had a great game we're gonna pay no this was they've close. been negotiating they've been close they got Zeke done they're gonna get Dak done and then they gotta worry about the receiver also it's I know overreaction week one we all do it but and, and I know that was the Giants and you know we expect them to win three four games this year but that the the whole, the whole offense as a whole 
looked like a team that could contend. Am I wrong about that? I mean, every, no, everybody no was involved. Yes. Jarwin, great line. Witten, Gallup, everybody got involved. And Dak, Dak made the right moves. He made the right decisions. So we've talked about it in terms of Dak's you know, financial future a lot of times here. He's in the window. This is the window to win. And if Jerry's in that window to win, you got to make it all work right now. He paid Zeke. You know, you can wait on Amari. I think they're going to wait. I think Amari wants to wait at this point based on how what I've been reading. There's no reason to wait on Dak anymore. Just get it done. It's get, Lock in the three-year guarantee at 35 a year. He's going to be pushing for Jared Goff's $110 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Which is what the Rams gave him, and boy, we've had a discussion so on yeah, this. So yeah, so there you go. That Let's get the in, golf that here. Leads in the golf. I mean, yeah. you know, it, you you have we've had some really interesting discussions led by you of the thinking that they shouldn't pay him, that he was more of a product of McVeigh's brilliance and genius than anything else. So why do you think they did? Uh, I think it's a it's a benefactor of Todd Gurley's situation. Uh, can we all agree that Todd Gurley's in trouble here? I mean, he, he, that's not Todd Gurley out there right now. He's going to be a shell of himself for the next two years, and it's going to be two years. That's fully guaranteed through 2020 on Todd Gurley's contract. So I think they are eating crow on what that contract was. That, I don't think they regret it. Look, at Todd Gurley was great last year. He was outsta- He was the, maybe the best player in the league for 10, 12 weeks of the, of the regular season. So I don't think they regret a dime of it. Um, and these things happen, obviously, but the, he's going to be a modified running back for two years, fully guaranteed, unless they just cut bait on that. Um, and obviously dole it out. But to me, it's we've got to shift our financial future and our literally our team's future into the hands of Jared Goff at this point. And we, I don't know if that can work. I, yeah. I, I like the guy. I don't know if I love the guy. Right. I think he's a nice player. I think he's got a lot of weapons so that make him look pretty good. Um, and I'm not even sure he's using, you know, Brandon Cooks and, and those guys yet. But we'll uh, we'll see it to me. It's, it's a shift in the, the way that they're thinking for the next two to three years where they were going to run this thing through Todd Gurley and his contract and see what happens with Jared Goff. This was a reaction to, I don't think we can do that anymore. We better get Goff done so that we've got this locked in. Well, I, I think part of it too is let's look at the business side of things, sure. right? Um, since their star player doesn't look like a star player anymore, yeah. um, we need to get the quarterback. We want to, to pay the, him to be the star, right? You know, we've got a billion <laughs> dollar, whatever, $2 billion stadium. How much that stadium is costing? Yeah, got to sell tickets to it, to right? It. So yeah. is Jared Goff going to sell tickets though? Well, he, he, he him helping them win, sure, sure, he, But he's the quarterback that they know. That's right, right. right? And he's so, been to a Super Bowl. Yes. It's tough to argue with it. It really I mean, who is. Who else yeah. is on the big poster in front of the stadium? It, it, it's Goff or McVeigh, Donald, or Donald. Yeah, yeah. of course. Which right. they paid. They paid. So yeah. now this was the last piece of the puzzle. I just I wasn't sure if we were going to get there. I understand it now. But man, it's a lot of money. I haven't seen the breakdown, so I don't know from a year to year basis how it's working. My guess is it looks a lot like the Zeke contract, where there's sort of bonuses built in in the first two, three years rather than, you know, a big one up front. And then we'll see. But because uh, they've got a lot of mouths to feed, they're feeding a lot of contracts already. Um, and there's a couple of guys coming up as well. So they might have to they might have some casualties in 2020. So this might be a big year. So I understand them getting golf done and saying, let's go all in and see what this kid can do for us. Have we figured out if we like the white horns on the helmet <laughs> no. or the gold gold? Yeah. Well, what I don't like is they wear the white ones with the yellow no, jersey. No. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. No, I actually gold. love the old school Rams. I think they should stick with the old school jerseys. The, the- the white ones or the gold? No, blue no, the blue, gold, golden blue from the LA days. Yeah, the ninety years, the original LA. Yeah, yeah I'm with yeah. you. Um, Julio Jones, uh, not a shock there. Uh, what, oh, what, well, there's some shock. Not a shock <laughs> that they would give him a new contract. I think is no. what I'm trying to say. They guarantee the cash, though, right? It, it is three for sixty six. Again, I don't have the details, so I can't give you the the full specifics. But it's reported as three for sixty six, which at twenty two a year blows everybody out of the water. That's historic for wide receivers. 
I love that it's three years because you're just you're tacking on to a, a year that was restructured here last year. If you remember, he, he held out for a couple of weeks last year to sort of get himself some cash up front um, with, with the premonition that this was coming this year. So good on Arthur Blank to get this done. 66 for the next three, 64 fully guaranteed at signing. This is a Kirk Cousins contract. Wow. This is the real deal. This fully is fully guaranteed contract. Fully guaranteed, essentially fully guaranteed. Quarterback? Boy, I mean, it's not 100%, right? So we can't say that it's 100% guaranteed. There's, there's probably some per game bonuses built in there somewhere. But this has got to be as close to the real thing as we've seen on a non quarterback. Yeah, this is, this is good stuff and good for him. This is sort of an, uh, somehow an underrated guy, right? To some degree, I mean, you know, he's not the diva sort of player that some of these wide receivers have been to to grab the attention that they've been seeking. People look at Thomas Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Beckham. Yes. Yeah. This guy's sort of in the underneath the spotlight a little bit, but he's a heck of a player. And this is a contract that others should be mimicking. This is a good contract. Let's talk about some other uh, week one story. Nick Foles, right? Throws a touchdown and gets breaks his clavicle on the play. Man. And and just kills the Jags' chances. You think? Oh yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, you let's know, not let's not overreact to Garrett Minshew at this point. You know, coming into no, the game, they were losing no, rather I, rather you know handily. I think at that point, I don't so. think it's let's pump up Minshew. Is it? It's how much of a separation is was Foles really going to have anyway? I mean, Foles is a game manager. He's a game manager. Yeah, but he's, he's a veteran who knows what he's doing. One, yeah, you know, but I think I, that counts for something. You don't think a, a, a kid like Minshew can come in and maybe throw the ball around a little bit might might be comparable to Nick Foles? Mm, I'm not quite ready. Well, to go we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. I, yeah, I did. Right? Uh, I did hear some speculation yesterday, and I thought this this made me perk my ears up. Um, now, granted, they traded for Dobbs from Pittsburgh yesterday, but Eli Manning as a trade target down there. Don't even it get me started on Eli Manning. Sense. Why the hell is Eli Manning right. in New York? This I, is but such, doesn't that make perfect sense in Jacksonville? Is, they're like running a documentary out of the Giants right now. <laughs> what, what, are they, what is he there for? I'm so mad at this. I'm so mad that they're letting this happen. Like, oh, we're, you know, we're just going to, they're going through the motions right now Yeah. As, as a franchise. And that's BS to those guys. That's BS. Uh, speaking of BS, that performance by the Browns was BS, <laughs> right? On home field, all uh, like Baker Mayfield, all the trash he talked I, about, Daniel Jones starting. And I'm just right? kind of glad it it's, happened. If I, I see another it, Baker Mayfield it, commercial, by the way, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I feel like every third commercial is Baker Mayfield in it. Yeah, I'm never going to talk about how little Baker Mayfield's making on the field because he is clearly cashing in out, elsewhere. Look at this is good for the Browns. You, you've ever had it, you're a coach. You ever yeah. coached a team that you know is really good and, you, you know, the kids are getting a little cocky and you know what's going on. That's what this Absolutely. was. And you want them to get smacked around. They got smacked around yeah. by not a good team. I don't think Tennessee is good. They're they're OK. I don't think they're a good team. This was good. They were home. All the hype was with them. You know, Super Bowl, Vegas odds, blah, blah, blah. They got their ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite moment real quick. We were playing a co-ed team in sixth, in sixth grade team. And, and the guys, I hear them. We're all boys. Oh, I got a girl over there, and I brought him. Hey, I heard you guys talking. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I bet that girl scores at least sixteen points on you boys tonight. Yeah, there's a I'm reason like, oh. she's there, and she did. She scored eighteen, yeah. <laughs> and we lost. Yeah, best thing that ever happened. It yeah, is. You're you're darn right with that. Uh, we talked about Tyreek Hill. Eventually, like his roster guarantees, like he went, he was hospitalized yeah. with a shoulder injury. Keep an eye on that. I'll, I'll I'll be tweeting and maybe put together a little piece on his deal because I think it's going to be a little bit unique with the way they have to structure this just for security issues. And now with the injury, boy, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he stands to lose with this injury now, you know? You know, it's only week one, but boy, the Ravens look like geniuses. 
right? The they quarterback, played the Dolphins. The quarterback who couldn't throw. They right? played the Dolphins. Anyway, Paul, I just it's week one. <laughs> Listen, don't let the, the, the facts get in the way of a good story here. Lamar Jackson, uh, what an incredible performance, um, even though he was playing a team that everybody wants to be traded from now. Uh, let's give credit where it's due. The, the Ravens brought in some players. All right, they, they brought in some players that to fit Lamar Jackson. Number one, Mark Ingram was a great signing yes. right out of the gate. It was the perfect fit for that franchise right there. They got rid of three running backs to bring in Mark Ingram. And it makes a heck of a lot of sense now, doesn't it? And then those two wide receivers that they drafted looked perfect. They're perfectly fit for that Louisville-style offense that Lamar, Lamar Jackson wants to run that he couldn't run last year with the personnel he had. This was a personnel win more than it was Lamar Jackson's great. I think Lamar Jackson... Is who this is. I mean, this is what we saw him as a college player, correct? Yes. I mean, the ability to go downfield, make make big hits, um, and obviously move around a little bit. But the Ravens have done this right, and that's not a new coach. All right, John Harbaugh's going to make this work. He's a John Harbaugh's in a lot better place than Jim Harbaugh right now. Let's just say that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody watched the Michigan game I, this week. I did. Um, yeah. I, I, I that you know added to the Pittsburgh Steelers debacle Sunday night. Oh. You've got to put Baltimore in serious contention now. Absolutely. The Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah. Um, Juju, all you got to do is guard Schuster because nobody else can catch the and football. Now he's hurt. And it's the classic right. example of not everybody's yeah. built to be a number one receiver. Oh. You know, sometimes you benefit from having a great one on the other side and you are made to look better in that role, well, now that everybody's coverage is targeted at Juju, that he's got to figure out with Ben that is he is he up to that? If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, do I even look at Moncrief again? Like the guy, you, you throw it right in the breadbasket, one for a first down, the other, and by the way, I love the fact that they went for it on fourth down. Yeah. Uh, and the other for a touchdown, come on, catch the football. They went from the third highest wide receiver money last year to dead last this year. So their their re, their reaction to getting rid of Brown was we're good, they're yeah. not. <laughs> they're the only not. the only thing I liked um, in daily fantasy I played fourth quarter only. Nice. Yeah. You want you want to talk about you want to talk about excitement right there? Try to project who's going to have great fantasy numbers in the fourth. It quarter. means they're losing. Yeah, you want. Teams it means they're losing. Or you take a team that's leading that you think is going to lead, and you take the kicker. Sure. Uh, which sure. which I did, along with the team that I felt would be behind. Yeah, this is a whole different style of At thinking. At one point, I was in three figures really? with the win, and then it quickly went down <laughs> to single digits. I'm like, how does the hell is that I'm happen? guessing that was Kyler Murray and David Johnson that killed you? <laughs> uh, no, I was just at Steelers, and I just did Steelers. Did overtime Patriots. count? Would overtime no. have counted? I don't know if overtime counts mm. in fourth quarter. No, probably not. It's fourth quarter only, right? Interesting. Yeah. I like it. That's a fun way to play d- daily fantasy. Totally backwards. You want bad teams. That's right. Right. Totally I, backwards. It's always the thinking on the fantasy front. Obviously, that even in a regular fantasy league, you get me a quarterback and a receiver on a bad team because you know they're throwing every down because they're down by three touchdowns in the second half. I yeah. like it. All right. I just see. I just gave you tips on how to make money. Yeah. Even though you to. didn't. I know I, I made money. I made not just as much as I looked like I was going to make, and just sat there and kept refreshing, you know, while watching the game. All right, boom, boom, boom. All right, anyhow, I'm not the only one who does that. Can't be the only one who does that. You, I know you do it with baseball. I do. For sure. I do. I did it while I was at a baseball game this yeah. week. And how'd that work out? Uh, excellent, actually. Okay. I was with my cousin who knows everything. So, very good. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder, you know, with the, um, 
sports books that have come on mm-hmm. in many states. And we have it in our state, but you got to physically go do it in person still, which... I won't even get up to change the channel, so... Right. I'm not no, doing I, just, I don't understand why, you, you know, okay, I've got to go in person, like, what, you know, okay, in five years from now, we'll be all doing it from our phones like we do with horse racing. It better be quicker than five well, years, Kevin. Just tell, well, in our state, it'll be five years, because <laughs> they'll, they'll be arguing about it, but um, it'll be fascinating to see that happen in stadiums, yeah. uh, you know, with football games. Uh, all right, average paid players. The t- for, yeah, the highest. Highest average paid players, 2019, by position. Anybody going to surpass Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think Dak's coming. And look, the, the reason I broke this out, and, and I've got every position here, we don't need to go through all of them, but number one, it, it's NFC heavy. It, I believe 66% of the highest average paid player at, at a position is an NFC player, which uh, it sort of says something about where the league is right now, right? Is it is it that AFC teams just refuse to pay with with this Tom Brady, Bill Belichick yes, era? I mean, that's what it is, right? into my head. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be where we are. And, and notably, the NFC dominates the offensive positions. Um, and, and to that point, when Dak gets his contract that I think he'll get, which is 35 plus and becomes number one, Dallas will own four of the highest average pay positions in the league. They will own the quarterback, the running back, the guard, and the and the defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence. Mm. That's not easy to do and, win, no. and, and keep a team together, but they're going to do it. And they might they might turn well own Amari Cooper at some point too. I don't think Cooper gets the twenty two million a year um, because I'm not sure they can physically do it financially and keep this thing going. But no, nor do I think he's the best wide receiver in football. Do you? No. I, I think no. there's probably three or four names ahead of him. I think the nineteen million mark is probably his ceiling right now. If we're talking about you know the the funny AAVs, which couldn't be less relevant by the way right now. I mean the way these things are being structured now, even more so this off season, is just. There's so much fluff and wonkiness in these contracts with bonkers, but I'll still I'll still talk about it on an average level because that's an easy way to relate to it, um, and that's the way the agents want you to talk about it anyway. But yeah, the NFC dominates. There's clearly three to four better teams in the NFC than there are the AFC. That's just going to be what we're going to be seeing on primetime, right? I mean, if you look at the primetime schedule, you're seeing the Saints and the Cowboys and the, you know, even some teams like Philly who maybe we don't know if they belong there yet, but the Rams certainly. Um, and last point I want to make. Because we're talking about these quarterback contracts and golf and, and Prescott coming. Patrick Mahomes is going to be so much fun this offseason. Oh, I, I can't, right. we might as well just have an entire month of shows on Patrick Mahomes. A year? I, it's, I think it might get to 40 for sure. For sure, 40. Um, but the guarantee part of it might be really fun. I mean, if golf's getting 110, Dak might get 115. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a quarterback in the, in the middle, right? I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to get paid before Patrick Mahomes. Um, He's he'll be eligible with with Mahomes, so will Trubisky. I can't. Trubisky and, and Watson sort of seem like outliers right now, right? I mean, well, I, certainly not well, Mahomes. Not to Mahomes. <laughs> not, no, Mahomes is going to be the guy. Yeah, uh, I think Watson will get paid before Trubisky. Yeah, and then the only other yeah. two would be Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, and I think those they're. two. Yeah, <laughs> is Winston even going to finish the year? Yeah, might maybe not. <laughs> so, probably not. So uh, there's not a lot of ammo leading up to Mahomes' contract, which might not be a bad thing, right? Because I don't think Mahomes needs other people's contracts to base it off of. His agent is going to walk in there and say, you know, if the cap is 200, which I think it will be next year, you know, 199, 200 million, what's 20% of 200, right? It's that easy. It's 40 million. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And are we talking about 140 million guaranteed over four years? Probably. If, uh, I mean, this is going to be real deal stuff. This is going to be NBA stuff. So it's, if he gets it, I hope he has some great financial people 
like Morgan Stanley <laughs> Global <you>. Sports Entertainment. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, when you get the money, if you already are not with our friends at Morgan Stanley, we suggest you give them a call. You can go to morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. Before we go, yeah. uh, and before we tell you about a couple of things at SpotTrack that um, you should look out to, this week training camps open in the NHL. Mm-hmm. They've had prospects uh, in, in many teams, but there's still one big contract out there. Yeah, we've talked about it. Mitch Marner with the Toronto Maple Leafs, restricted free agent, still not signed. There's talks of playing in Switzerland instead yep. of playing in the NHL. He wants around $11 million, $12 million. The Maple Leafs have done some different contracts, and he's outpointed Austin Matthews, who got a big deal. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Mitch Marner. They may have to trade him, uh, which you wouldn't think they'd want to do because with him, their cup chances are so much greater. Uh, they gave Nylander money yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, but he took l- about half of what he's worth, honestly. Nylander? Yeah. Yeah, well. I, There's I, no way Marner's doing that. No, there is no way Marner's doing that unless he takes uh, – He's gonna. he wants more in the short term. That's what we're seeing with these restricted free agents. They want more in the short term. Forget the eight-year deals. They want the three-year deals worth $33 bucks. <sighs> And have it being a bonus. That's like porn to me, Kevin, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with these eight-year deals, yeah. people. Yeah. Well, the eight-year deals, um, you know, in hockey, it's spread it out. But these players now, they're trying to change it. Yeah. When they want to do the NBA deals. Yes. And LeBron is where they go. Yeah, LeBron is. Ch- it's not me. Right. It's LeBron James. He's right. changing the world. Yes. <laughs> and that's just frankly why. Uh, you know, the, the, the deal. The only reason I think the NHL, we talked about this briefly last week, extended yeah. the CBA and didn't reopen it was because of expansion. That's the only reason, in my opinion, why they did that, because they probably made a promise. And the amount of money that was paid to get the expansion team, owners got that and like, okay, taking that money per team that you got for expansion, we are going to keep the CBA so they have a season. I know. But if this continues. I know. Things have to change. If this continues where basically they control players for the first five years of their career and keep them down financially, when frankly their production's at its best. Baseball. This is baseball. Right. This is baseball. So But look at I've been thinking about this a little bit too, just thirty seconds on this. If he's this important, he's an important player. He may be the second most important player in, in Toronto, right? Maybe tied with Tavares, right? I think Austin I, Matthews. Frankly, I think Tavares is the most important player. Okay. In Toronto. Then it's then it's a Matthews. Tavares and Matthews. Correct. Okay. They is still and Gardner, their defense like they, they he's have, gone. He's yeah. gone. Carolina. Yep. They, here's they, the point. They, that's what I'm saying. They, they couldn't pay him because they got to pay Marner. Here, here's the point. There's a lot of pieces on this team right now, and I know that they're going to gain a ton of cap space when they put these injured guys on reserve. Uh, I mean, we've talked about that too. There is this loophole they're going to get. So they're going to free up, you know, nine, 10 million, which might get close to where he needs. Why aren't they trading other players? If he's this important, and I think, yeah. I think he is that important. I'm not saying that they're wrong for wanting this guy, but they're, aren't they in this window? They're, they've got these kids. They, they, they've they've tanked the best franchise in hockey for years to get to this point. What? Why aren't they doing everything possible to keep it intact? Well, unlike the NBA, yeah, the NHL, your bottom six players will help you win in the playoffs more so than your bench will win in the NBA. Yeah, but let me tell you when you get those players at the February trade deadline. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yes. Toronto could get anyone they wanted in February. The problem. So is, for right now, you get this guy in your lineup. Yeah. The problem is, if they figured out how to get enough cap space to get him in there, yeah, they need to have movement for injury players to come up from the Marlies. I know, but they have the advantage of having the team right there. Uh, also, they need room 
to make trades. I think they're playing hardball. I think they're doing nothing so that they have nothing. And when they, by having nothing, Marner can't get his 11 million. Well, I think they're playing hardball. I think they make a slew of moves once Marner signs. They're they're probably (laughs) thinking Marner is not the point producer. He Mm -hmm. would, without Matthews and Tavares, he's not the point producer. Ask Connor McDavid how that's going. Well, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's all right. Just hey, there's hockey fans that listen. That that season's opening up, and those are that's a big storyline in training camp for sure. All right. Make sure you check out the uh, premium section of SpotTrack.com. Special content, special podcast in a week. Fantasy things already. Your lineup had to be in last week for that $500 grand prize. So good luck to those players who are in that. For Paul Peck and Mike Genetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. 